This is a story of loss and the life thereafter. This is my story. Losing my mother when I was seven changed everything. For me, my brother, my sister, it changed all of us in development, emotionally, and in many other ways that you might expect. It affected us financially. But what was not expected, what was weird and awful to me, was what happened to me physically, or maybe what didn't happen. From about age seven to about age 17, I essentially did not grow. I did, of course, older and eventually normalized and grew. I became an attorney, a federal prosecutor, and handled some cases that you've heard of. Those cases were famous or infamous, depending on who you talk with. And maybe for me, I'm the same, famous or infamous, depending on who you talk with. I believe that bad things, big bad things in our life, remain as a shadow which follows us. Only when we stop and look back at that shadow and deal with it can we move on. After all, it's just a shadow. I look forward to having you with me in this series. As a short uh, transition from what you've heard to what I hope you'll hear in the upcoming episodes, please help me figure out, help me think through, and try to explain why I want to talk about this at all. Um, And maybe help me wonder why I started to remember and wanted to record these things. I guess the purpose of this podcast, this broadcast, is um, to help me understand myself as i mentioned before it's uh one of the great things in the world is to be understood and uh if we're really lucky then someone loves us and understands us in that way and that's that would be really cool to have some relationship like that that's the best um so i guess another purpose of this might be to help understand how trauma at a young age affects a child. And we say trauma, you know, if you've listened to this, what my trauma was, what the beginning of it was anyway. Um, But trauma can be obviously from death of a parent, like happened to me. It could be from divorce. It could be from abuse. It could be Trauma to a kid could be moving away from a neighborhood um, that was their safe place and their comfort zone, their familiar area. <clears throat> that could be that could be minimally or terribly traumatic to a, a little kid. The loss of the familiar, I think that's often traumatic. It could be a loss of a friend. You may have a a kid that's eight or ten years old but has a really close friend and that friend moves away with and leaving them really without a close friend. And I'm not trying to make wimps out of all of us or act like that every little thing that happens creates a trauma that I'm talking about here, a trauma like I experienced. But you'd be surprised, I think we'd all be surprised what can affect a kid. Um 
what can um, gouge a bit of a scar in a kid that they need to work through. And if you've listened to the first three episodes, you've begun to get a look at what happened to me and how it affected my view. I wouldn't say my view of the world necessarily. That's a little big. But really my view of daily life, how I began to see everything with, a, unfortunately, a, uh, a cloak of great fear and great need draped across me and that makes me think uh, think to say that anytime we have a, a child with that has trauma we're around a child that's been through something significant or for that matter the truth of it is around every kid I'm convinced that we should all try to be gentle with children. And I mean gentle verbally as much as physically. I think the harsh edge of harsh words can hurt kids and create problems in kids, as, not as much as probably physical mistreatment, but certainly it, it can. And many people... Many people um, discount that. They think it's cool to use rough words around kids. That makes them understand the world's a tough place or something like that. That's ridiculous in my, in my view. It's too heavy for kids, little kids, to be around harsh things. Um, life can be difficult enough for kids without introducing harsh, condemning, edgy words. Uh, at least that's the way I see it from my somewhat damaged point of view. <clears throat> and I think another thing that an observation that I would make from my experience is that we should try not to scare kids and we should do our best to not confirm a child's fears, not make them feel their fears are justified. I think that little kids don't really get the big long-term picture uh, of the future. And I believe that's partly why children are uncertain and worried sometimes because they don't really understand what's likely to happen, so they worry what could happen. You know my story, if you've listened to the first three episodes about the loss of my mother and all the things it started to do to me. And I haven't told you that um, just a couple of years, I guess two years after that, after our, my grandparents came to live with us and to try to help raise us, um, I was at my neighbor's house, my next-door neighbor's house, and I was in the front yard. We were playing catch with a football and an ambulance pulled up in front of our house. And they rushed inside, <clears throat> and they took my grandmother out. My grandmother had had a heart attack. And my friend's mother, 
had a call and was told to take me in their house and keep me there for the rest of the day. And my grandmother was rushed to the hospital and she had, um, she had had a pretty serious heart attack and she was in the hospital several weeks. But of course, in my mind, now I'm about eight and a half or nine in my mind, I'm getting ready to lose someone else. The replacement mother that my grandmother became now she may be gone. Um, she survived it. Uh, she had a hard time recovering, but she did recover. But that just confirmed the fear that I had, the fear of loss that I had. This, <laughs> about a year after that, something else happened, and this may seem ridiculous that it bothered me, but it did. So we had a little, about the time my mom was getting really sick, someone bought for us or for her a little white poodle, like a toy poodle, small poodle, <clears throat> who got the name Buffy. And when my grandparents came to live with us, my grandfather just loved that little dog, and my grandfather would walk with that dog um, every uh, every evening, like late afternoon. He would go for a walk up the street and then down the street with Buffy. And without a leash, Buffy would just follow him. Um, one day, well, I'm home, of course, my bad luck. Um, my grandfather came in very upset, and and uh, you probably get where I'm going with this. As they crossed the street, uh, somebody ran over Buffy and killed her. And my grandfather uh, was so upset that the next day he was out in the backyard um, doing something, <clears throat> working on something or making busy with something. And he began to cry. And it was a terrible, and I was inside, but I was near a window and it, he couldn't control it. He was so sad at the loss of this little dog that was his buddy. And he was weeping so bitterly, and it tore me up. I couldn't take grief. And because when you're little, now again, I'm probably nine, maybe ten. Um, because I didn't, get how things worked. All I knew was I couldn't take more sadness and grief. I couldn't lose my mom. Then felt like I may have lost my grandmother who did survive. <clears throat> and now this little sweet dog. So I just didn't know how to handle it. It made me so sad. I was begging God to bring the dog back or whatever a kid would think in their mind about a miracle. And it was really bad, but it, Again, although it's an animal, but that's our, that was our little dog. It confirmed fear in me that I should be afraid that bad things can happen because bad things are happening. This uh, came into play recently. I have a young daughter, my youngest daughter, and she had to go to the doctor um, for a checkup a few months ago and 
she is very self-aware and very aware of what people say and circumstances. And she hated going to the doctor because she, every time she went to the doctor, they gave her shots. They gave her immunizations. And of course we just like any parent, we hate it. It's just a miserable experience. But so all she thought of as a doctor was bad. So she was afraid of going to the doctor and she cries. And, and so we checked last time to make sure that she was not going to get an immunization, not going to get a shot of any sort. And they confirmed yet she does not need a shot. She's not going to get a shot. And so when we got there, um, a different doctor, a new doctor who was not quite as sensitive dealt with her and was, you know, gets into their business and, she didn't, my daughter didn't like that. <clears throat> she just, it was three, so. And then the doctor said, of course, in front of her, well, let me see, I think that y'all may have missed a shot last time, so you may need to do a shot today. And my daughter, even though she's little, she got it. And I, I told the doctor, well, I know one thing that's not going to happen today is you're not giving her a shot today. And that's because we checked with you guys repeatedly, actually, and we're told by not only your nurses but but your other doctor that she didn't need a shot. So you're not giving her a shot today. The last thing you need to do for a kid that's afraid to go to the doctor is make it where they can't even trust you when they go to the doctor. So thanks but no thanks. And the doctor was not happy about that, and we left. But... You don't confirm fear in kids. <clears throat> kids don't need any fear um, added to their life because they're uncertain of things sometimes. People tell them monsters are under the bed. Some people, for reasons I never will understand, think it's fun or funny to have little kids watch horror movies, watch scary movies. Why? I don't I don't get it. And again, I'm have, I have a funny... I have a skewed, I have a damaged point of view. But I think you should be gentle with kids and kind to kids, and I think that kids will find out enough rough things as they grow up without being uh, given them when they're too young to carry the weight of something frightening. That's a little more um, lecturing than talking about my life today, and I'm sorry about that. I, I, when I look back at that shadow of the trauma that happened to me, I, I, um, it makes me think of things that I wish had happened. And so I, I say things and have said things today that I are somewhat like a know it all about how to do, deal with kids, but I say it based on my experience. So next time, um, we'll transition a little into either the needs that resulted or the fears. And I hope that if you know someone that has had a traumatic experience or difficult experience as a child, um, maybe this will help them or it'll help you. If nothing else, it's helping me to be able to talk about it and explain it. And I look forward to visiting with you again next time.